This is another message from Glory City Church by Pastor Catherine Rinala. For more information, go to glorycitychurch.com.au. Are you happy? You should be because God's in a good mood. Hallelujah, He's happy. And it's Valentine's Day. He loves you. If you're feeling like I do and get any Valentines, well, I know someone that wants to give you a special hug today. It's the Spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit. He wants to love you better than any person ever could. Hallelujah. But I want to also congratulate all our husbands that are out there loving on their wives. My husband came in on Friday. He bought a whole big bunch of a big bunch of roses for me and two little bunches for the girls uh, because he knew I'm going away tomorrow and I, I'd give me a few days to enjoy them. So he's my hero. Hallelujah. Wonderful, wonderful. Father, we thank you for today. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your work, Lord, among us. Bless us indeed, Lord. We ask for ears to hear and eyes to see. God, help us to be aware of your presence. Lord, we worship you. We thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are helping your people, Lord, grow from strength to strength and glory to glory. Lord, I thank you that you are blessing the prayer meeting. I, I love that. Thank you for doing that. Lord, I thank you too that you're blessing people's personal time with you during the week, their personal prayer lives. And I ask for an increase in that. Lord, that you'd bless their personal prayer lives. You'd bless their devotional times. Bless their capacity to be able to engage with you in personal worship. Lord, help them, lead them, Spirit of God, into a greater and greater revelation of the Father, that they might know him, Lord. I'm asking for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to enlighten the eyes of their understanding in the knowledge of you, Father. Lord, that they might know the hope of your calling, the riches of your glorious inheritance in the saints, and the greatness of the power toward us who believe. And everybody said, Amen. Well, I've been doing a little series on... Um, the Holy Spirit. And reality is, it can't be a very little series because I have so much to say. Our wonderful helper, in the Greek, it's the parakletos, the, the one who comes alongside. God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We are a monotheistic religion. We serve one God. Hallelujah. But he's God in three persons. And the wonderful thing is that like I shared last week, people sometimes get a bit confused. You know, if I'm talking to the Father, does like Jesus get jealous? Or, or you know, that they. they uh... But when you worship one, you are worshiping all because they are all one. Hallelujah! When you are interacting with one, you are interacting with all three because they are connected. But as we begin to understand the person of the Holy Spirit, I shared uh, last week you know, that when Jesus came. And that before he came in heaven, uh, the Holy Spirit and, and Jesus the Father, but they were all together. And Jesus said, I'll go to reconcile men back to God. I'll go. I'll lay down my life. I'll, I'll pay the price for their sins so that they can come back into family with us. They can come back into fellowship because there can be no fellowship between light and darkness. 
And so Jesus came and he became sin. He became darkness so that those that would believe in him and receive his forgiveness, exchange their darkness for his light, exchange their sin for his forgiveness and his mercy, could be reconciled back to God, back into fellowship. And the Holy Spirit was said, I'll go. And as after you've uh, been raised up and you've been uh, ascended again, I'll go and I'll remain with them to give them an understanding of the reality of their connection so that they would know and understand that they are part of us. Hallelujah. Remember the picture that we had of the three, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit standing together and and we're in the middle. Loved by God. We are part of the family of God. And the Holy Spirit's role on the earth is to help us understand that we are connected, that we are not alone. Hallelujah. That we are part of his family now, having believed in the Savior, in the Son. And so the Holy Spirit, he wants to have fellowship with us in a really tangible way. He, in that, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. Well, the Holy Spirit, he wants to be acknowledged because he's jealous to help us. He's not jealous in an angry way. Oh, terrible people, they're never paying any attention to me. He's there thinking, oh, I've got so much to help you with. I can help you with that problem. I know how to help you. I've got daily bread for you today. He's longing as you are fixated on the TV, trying to sort, sort out the turmoil that's go- or, or calm the turmoil that's going on in your heart. He's jealously sitting there going, I've got a word I'd love to speak to you that could really just calm those fears, calm those anxieties. And if we would learn to lean on him, we would begin to experience the fullness of joy. Hallelujah. Because in his presence, there's fullness of joy. We'd begin to experience what it is to really live in life and life more abundant with a helper who is ever present, which means he never leaves. He's there when you wake up. He's there while you sleep. He's watching you, adoring you, loving you. He is on your side. He is for you. He, the paraclete actually means your advocate, the one like your lawyer. I am on your side. He is on your side. Hallelujah. And he wants to help us all the time. Our ever-present help in time of need. And our time of need is all the time. Hallelujah. It says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus is saying this. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus was excited. Remember, we've read the scriptures. It's better for you that I go away because the Holy Spirit's going to come. And he says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And it's powerful with a purpose so that you'll be witnesses for me, that you'll be set alive so that you'll go out to the ends of the earth declaring that you too can be part of this glorious family. You too can be reconnected to the one who loves you more than life. You too can be connected in relationship with the Father. Hallelujah. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon us. 
And, but we need to learn what it is to lean on him, to know how to walk in that power. He's there all the time with us. But as, as we've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire, we still have a choice every day, whether we do things in our own strength or whether we lean into him and do it in him. Hallelujah. I remember once being in Augusta, I was praying um, for somebody and and uh, I was praying my best prayer, trying to pray my best prayers to get this person healed. And I just nothing was happening. And I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit just like tack me on the shoulder and say, would you like some help? And suddenly I realized, yes, thank you. What am I doing? I need you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, help me. And as soon as I leant into him, the next person I called out, they couldn't even get close to me. They were down under the power of God, meters away, completely healed before I could even touch them. And I realized, your ways are so much better. Let's just do that. We'll lean into you. Because it's his power, it's his strength that does the work. Hallelujah. It's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It's a little bit like, you know, sometimes when uh, I go away and Tom's, uh, praise the Lord, occasionally Tom gets to come away with me. And we go to the gym and I'll get on the walking machine and I'll, I'll try to do my exercise. And I could look over and look at Tom lifting weights. And he can lift really big weights. Me, not so much. But he can lift really big weights. And I could watch him lifting these weights. And I could observe it and go, okay, he's got his hands like this. And he breathes like that. And okay, I could, I could observe it and then imitate it and do exactly the same things that he does. But as I would get below those weights, what would happen would be nothing. It would be like nothing. Nothing. And you know what? It's very much the same with the Holy Spirit. We can get it all right. We can say all the right prayers. We can quote the right scriptures. We can know the theology. But unless we understand that the power flows from the Holy Spirit, we can't even move it. We can't shift anything. We need him. And we might know that theologically, but it's as you relationally learn to interact with him, you actually start to see the power flow. Hallelujah. He enjoys being strong in your weakness. Hallelujah. He enjoys it. But as you consciously say, God, I'm acknowledging you. I thank you. I can do all things through Christ. That word through in the Greek actually means to be positioned at rest. I can do all things positioned at rest in him. Through Christ. Positioned at rest in him. Christ who strengthens me. That's how, it, how it, it could be better translated. And, you know, as we learn what it is to really be aware of the person of the Holy Spirit with us, life is going to get easier. doesn't mean there's not troubles. In this world, you'll have troubles, but take heart. He's overcome the world. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but 
The Lord delivers him from them all. If you want to do it on your own, you are in for a hard road. But if you learn how to lean into him, he'll comfort you in all of your troubles. He'll, he'll give you, hand you everything you need by reminding you of the word of God, encouraging you, helping you use the weapons of your warfare. He'll bring to mind and, and remembrance the words of Jesus. He'll show you things in the word. He'll speak encouragement to you. He will tangibly comfort you and love you in a way that no human could hallelujah and never leave you never get annoyed with you and just uh, spit the dummy and say I'm not talking to you for a while always there ready to help the moment you begin to look to him hallelujah he's the spirit of the father the same father that is talked about in the parable of the prodigal son that the moment the son started walking toward home father ran to him that's how holy spirit is with us all the time the moment we go help holy spirit and the devil goes how dare you hypocrite how can you ask him for help i know how you've been living holy spirit's like come here He's so kind. He's so good. He wants to help you more than you think you deserve help. Hallelujah. He's good. Romans 8, 26. In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. Romans 8. I don't know if we've got someone up there with the scriptures. Romans 8, 26. In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses, for we don't know how to pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which can't be uttered. He who searches the hearts knows what is on the Spirit's mind because he makes intercession for the saints according to God. This is something else powerful that happens. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you begin to speak in new tongues, the Spirit of God, the helper, will actually pray through you, for you, perfect prayers on friday night we heard a little bit more about perfect prayers it was a brilliant example of of uh, this person that was um in a situation where it was going to be very very difficult in the natural and they just began to pray in the spirit pray in tongues perfect prayers and god brought a miracle he brought a breakthrough and the spirit of god wants to pray through you he wants us to pray in tongues i remember being about 14 when I got baptized with the Holy Ghost. I went out the back um, and uh, with a whole bunch of other people and they said, okay, we're going to pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You're going to speak in new tongues. And we just prayed and I spoke in new tongues. I thought, that's great. Uh, but I didn't really know what to do with it after that. I thought, well, I'd pull it out at prayer meetings because that's when everybody was praying. So I'd pray in the Spirit in prayer meetings. But I didn't really use it because I didn't know what it was for. I didn't understand. It was just something that, you know, we did. But actually, when I began to understand the power of praying in the Spirit, that the Holy Spirit was praying through me, for me, perfect prayers, actually going before me, laying bricks in the road in front of me so that I make my path straight, setting things up, sorting things out, I began to pray in the Spirit much more regularly. In fact, I remember in my early 20s going to pray in, in tongues. I just read Jackie Pullinger's book, Chasing the Dragon. Anyone ever read that? Great book. And she'd received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and she didn't really know what to do with it either. So she thought, I'll just pray 15 minutes a day. 
and she'd time it and she'd pray 15 minutes a day. And after about six weeks, she went from seeing no one get saved to people being saved all over the place. And I thought, I'm going to try that. Okay. So I set my clock. I'm going to pray for at least 15 minutes. And I, I honestly don't think I'd ever prayed more than five minutes in tongues. And after about five minutes, I really started to feel something happening deep in my spirit. It's like, oh, my tongues began to change and groanings became deeper and the intercession became deeper. And after 15 minutes, I didn't want to stop. So I just kept going a bit longer. And it became a habit where I would pray uh, for lengthy periods in the spirit because I, could, I knew the Holy Spirit was doing something powerful. And things started to shift in my life. Hallelujah. Amazing breakthroughs started to happen. Because the Holy Spirit knows what's going on around you much better than you do. You know, sometimes if you wake up and you go to spend time with the Lord and you're just feeling a bit, not like you can't focus. I don't know about you. I'm not really a morning person. Um, and, and sometimes I'll go to pray and I'll feel like it's just not, I'm not really breaking through. But if I pray in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit knows exactly what I need. He knows what I'm longing for. He knows the opposition that the enemy has sent around me. And he knows exactly how to target it in in prayer. Hallelujah. I don't have to stab in the dark, have a go. I think it might be this. I think it might be that. I can pray in the Spirit and the Spirit of God will pray through me, for me, about the stuff I can't see. It's very powerful. And I find after a little while praying in the Spirit, suddenly my thoughts become clearer. It's like the air around me starts to clear and I I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Ah, because the Spirit of God has been interceding for me. And just as our friend shared on Friday, the power of prayer, and I really encourage you to listen to it, such a good word. There is far more effective than we've ever understood. Joshua was prevailing as long as Moses was interceding. And your victories and your triumphs are directly linked to you partnering with God in prayer. It's it's not an accident. The Lord is deliberately wanting you to understand that you are not an earthly being anymore. You are supernatural. You've been born again. You are a new creation in Christ, seated in heavenly places. You are not a mere human anymore. So to act like a mere human going out to do the stuff is ridiculous. Prayer connects us. Praying in the Spirit connects us to the reality, I am not natural. I am supernatural. But if you just try and do it in your own strength, you are acting like a mere human. But if instead you go into prayer with him in the spirit, and you you connect, your spirit goes, yes, that's right. You're leaning on me. That's right. You're part of the family. You're seated in heavenly places. You're not some victim down here trying to get through. You are already more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. And that's what happens as we pray in the Holy Spirit. He knows exactly what I need. And he even knows about the things that I'm not aware of that I need. He sets up divine appointments. He, you know, if we would actually begin to understand the power of prayer, we wouldn't make it a chore that we should do. 
It'd be something that we're like, whoa, I need to pray. Ukalabahaba. We would, we would actually jump at any opportunity. Whenever I'm in the car by myself, I've got a habit. My hands hit the, hit the steering wheel and I pray in the spirit. You know, because I want to be somebody that is continually praying in the spirit because I want to have a life that is continually set up by God. I want to have a life where the Holy Spirit's praying through me for the things that I don't understand and can't see. You know, I remember um, reading one of the stories in, in Jackie Pullinger's book. And I, I just uh, copied a little extract from it here. And it's a story about this fellow that she met that um, she only had a very brief opportunity to share Jesus with him. To tell him the reality of um, salvation because he's about to go in and be sentenced to um, hanging. But she had the opportunity just to briefly interact with him, to introduce him to Jesus, lead him to the Lord. He prayed, uh, accepted Christ, repented of his sins, and she prayed immediately for the baptism of the Holy Ghost right there, as she, as she would regularly do. People, uh, drug addicts would get instantly delivered from drugs as they'd pray in tongues. And so she, uh, she led him to Christ and she uh, led him through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues in this very short opportunity she had. Then this guy got sentenced to two years. Um, oh, no, he got sentenced to, to uh, death and was put on death row. I'm just going to read this little bit to you. She says, I was not allowed to see Kwok for two years while they were deciding whether to execute him or not. Eventually, his death sentence was commuted to life imprisonment. He knew that Jesus was God's son and loved him and died for him, and he'd prayed and received the power of the Holy Spirit. But that was all. I thought, poor boy, he doesn't know very much. He's not had a Bible all this time. No ministers visited him. Maybe he doesn't really remember all that much about Jesus. He probably forgot all that I told him. But then when she got to see him after two years, this guy had received Jesus, baptized in the Holy Spirit, but had never read a Bible, never, never had any Christian influence. This is in, in Hong Kong. Knew nothing other than what he'd experienced in that very short time in that short interaction. And she got in, not expecting him to have gone anywhere with it. He said, it says here, um, when she went into the special little room provided, she was not quite sure what, was going, what she was going to meet. But when Kwok came running into the visit room, he was still absolutely radiant. I'd never seen before such pure joy on a man's face. And he says, oh, it's absolutely wonderful. I've got such peace in my heart. Such joy to know my sins are forgiven. I sit in my cell every morning and every night I pray. I don't know what I'm saying because I'm speaking in that language that God's given me. But I, I know he understands what's in my heart. And I've been telling all the other prisoners about Jesus. And six of them have believed. And here's their names and here's their numbers. This is the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the power of praying in tongues. He didn't know anything very much at all. But the Holy Spirit was teaching him. And when she got to talk to these people, she began to discover that they, were, they knew things about Christ. They knew things about the Bible that they had never read because the Holy Spirit had been teaching them. And this is the power. It says in Acts chapter 10, verse 46, For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. 
You know, what happens when we, when we pray in tongues, we're uttering mysteries to God, and those mysteries are being downloaded into our spirit. He's empowering us to give perfect prayers. He's praying through us, but he's also helping us to worship, teaching us to worship in spirit and truth and giving us language. And sometimes I run out of words. I don't know about you. It's like trying to express how I feel about God. I just I run out of words, and I spill tongues. And this, was, this happened once in a meeting. I was preaching and I just got excited and I just spilt some tongues. And a lady in the congregation, she came up to me afterwards. She said, do you speak Indonesian? And I said, no. She says, you were praising God in Indonesian. Oh, that's interesting. And I remember once being in a, a prayer meeting and I was just praying in the spirit uh, uh, and with, with some other ladies and this lady from Africa said, you, you, you're praising God in my African dialect. I can understand every word you're saying. And you know, the gift of tongues and the prayer language that we get as the Spirit of God speaks through us are two different things. And, but he can bring it on us at any time, at any moment. Hallelujah. Remember when they... Uh, were all heard speaking in other languages on the day of Pentecost. This is a glorious thing. But then Paul also talks about praying in the spirit, praying in tongues, prayer languages that people don't understand. But you are edified when you are praying in the spirit in, in, the spirit, in a language that others don't understand. And the Holy Spirit wants us to have it all. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14. It says, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, so that means there is unknown tongues. If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I'll pray with the spirit and I'll pray with the understanding also. I'll sing with the spirit and I'll sing with the understanding also. So we've been doing quite a bit of this in the prayer meeting on Tuesdays, just praying in the spirit, but also remembering to be fruitful in our thinking. So rather than just pray and not engaging our minds, deliberately engaging our understanding and praying, Holy Spirit, enlighten my understanding and, and focusing on him, expecting his help. And he begins to show you how to pray. He begins to download things to pray about. He begins to speak revelation. It's glorious as you ask him to help you engage your mind as you're praying in the spirit so that your mind is fruitful. You pray with the spirit, you pray with the mind. When we're singing in the spirit, as we do here at church sometimes, what we're doing is we are praising God, worshiping God in, with words that are beyond our capacity to give him. Worship that he really deserves from the very depth of our being. We're crying out, I hear my saying it all, myself saying it all the time. The spirit of God in us cries out, yearns for Abba, Father. And he wants to uh, engage with us in deeper and deeper levels of worship. And tongues has a really real and powerful part to play in that. Hallelujah. So... People, you might say, well, that seems a bit strange. There's no interpretation. Well, it's a different thing that we're talking about. This is unknown tongues that we're doing. 
But there's also the gift of tongues where there can be an interpretation where the the tongues are understood and then interpreted. And sometimes it seems like an unknown tongue, but the Lord downloads an interpretation to somebody. And that's the gift of interpretation of tongues being, uh, being given as well. It's powerful and beautiful. Something that we're not seeing a lot of in the Western church these days, but I'd like to see more of. Hallelujah. And you know, the reason we're not seeing much of it is because we're not expecting it. People aren't expecting. They don't even understand that that can happen. And you see, in the kingdom, everything's by faith. If you're expecting to receive a message in tongues and interpretation in tongues, then the Holy Spirit would delight to give it. Hallelujah. Call me old-fashioned, but I think God's ways are the best. Hallelujah. Don't call me old-fashioned. This dress is 20 years old, actually. (laughs) Hallelujah. Tom bought it for me, so I used to throw it away. I like it. Shabba. (laughs) Jude. Actually, no, we'll go to um, 1 Corinthians 14. Back to verse 1. It says here, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. Speaking here about the unknown tongues. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. So when I'm preparing to prophesy, I'm praying in, the, in tongues because I'm uttering mysteries, knowing that prophecy only comes from the spirit of God. And I need him to download those mysteries so that I can prophesy. Hallelujah. So we utter mysteries to God. Um, but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. So the Holy Spirit wants to edify you as you pray in tongues. You, do you need some strengthening? Do you need some edification, some affirmation, some encouragement? I don't know about you, but I like it all the time and a lot of it. And the Holy Spirit wants to give it to me in measures more than I can handle. Hallelujah. He wants to download it into my spirit. Edification, comfort, mm, strengthening. He, he's, when I'm sort of struggling, Holy Spirit wants to pray through me so that I can be edified and strengthened and stabilized and encouraged. Hallelujah. Some people, we we get phone calls. I need to speak to Pastor Catherine. I have to, only Pastor Catherine will do. I have to speak to Pastor Catherine. And my sweet husband, (laughs) um, he knows I can't speak to everybody who does this. But but I, I feel sad sometimes thinking, I'm not the one that can help you. Holy Spirit can help you. You know, it is important that we have one another, that we, we seek help. And we've got amazing pastors and leaders here. And I encourage people to reach out. If you're in a difficult situation, reach out to your brothers and sisters. Reach out to leaders to help you and encourage you. But only the Holy Spirit can really, really do what you need him to do. The Holy Spirit's the only one that can carry you. If you are looking to somebody else to make you feel okay... You will never find somebody that can fully satisfy the need. You will burn out friend after friend after friend. And unless you actually understand 
God, I'm coming to you desperate, needy, thirsty. I need your edification. I need your comfort. I need your affirmation. I need your affection. I need you to help me. Holy Spirit's there saying, oh, I'm so glad you asked. He says, now actually just pray for supernatural strength so you can handle the amount of love I want to give you. It's beyond your human capacity to handle. So you need to ask me for strength, seriously, because what I'm about to give you now that you've asked is beyond what you can you can handle hallelujah that's the sort of comfort we have i mean if you're waiting for the perfect man the perfect woman i've got news for you there's only one perfect person and he alone is able to meet your needs Give your husband or your wife a break and stop trying to make them perfect because there is a perfect one already and you can just enjoy them for who they are. If you're trying to make them make you feel okay about yourself, you are in a really losing battle because it's not what they're meant to do. Only the Holy Spirit knows how to truly affirm you and encourage you and, and strengthen you. It doesn't mean that we don't be encouragers and, and, and help each other and love each other. But we cannot give what people need. We can give some of it, but he can give it 24-7. Hallelujah. He is the one that is better than a mother, brother, husband, sister, wife. He is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Jude, there's only one chapter in Jude. If you haven't read it, it's a good book. It's in the Bible. Verse 20 says this, But you, beloved, keep building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. That says to me, there is something we need to do to remain in him. We actually deliberately need to lean back into him, like I was sharing earlier. We need to deliberately keep ourselves in the love of God, to take what he's, what he's lavishly wanting to give, to receive it, saying, I need your comfort right now, Holy Spirit. He'll come and he'll put it on you like a warm coat. I, ne I need your strength. And he'll come and he'll strengthen you supernaturally. But if you say, I'm right, no worries, mate, she'll be right. Holy Spirit will still walk with you, but he'll be looking at you going, seriously, I'm here. I really could, I, I could help. I could help. So we've got some baptisms tonight. We're going to uh, baptize some wonderful new converts. Hallelujah. But before we do that, I want to sh just share briefly how you can receive this baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, a lot of people wonder, I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want to speak with new tongues, but they don't, they don't know what, what it's about and how they can receive it. But in the kingdom, the Bible says, ask and you will receive. If you're just waiting for it to come on you one day, you might be waiting a long time. The Holy Spirit is waiting for you to ask. Wait and, uh, and ask for him to touch you. Ask for him to baptize you. It says in Luke eleven thirteen, How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? He's talking about if a, if a son asks a father for bread, the father's not going to give him a stone. 
If you... If a son asks his father for a fish, the father's not going to give him a snake. How much more will the father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask them? So that's in the context. If you're like, oh, I don't want to get an evil spirit. I don't want to get anything bad. If you're asking God for something good, you're not going to get something bad. That's what the Bible says. If you're out there praying and you're worried about, I don't know whether that person should lay hands on me or not. If you are asking God for something good, then I believe God will give you something good. Hallelujah. Because you're receiving from him. Hallelujah. And if you come asking for the Holy Spirit, baptize me with the Holy Ghost and fire, Lord. He will give it to you. And you've got to take it by faith. You've got to believe. Just as you receive salvation by faith, you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit by faith. Hallelujah. And you speak with new tongues. You know, um, throughout Scripture, we see evidence of that happening over and over again. They're baptized with the Holy Spirit and they spoke with other tongues. And God wants to do that for you. It's something that Paul says, I pray more in tongues more than you all. He actually, he tells us there in Corinthians that he he would, that we would all pray in tongues and that we would all prophesy. He's looking for us to recognize this isn't something for a few people. When it talks about um, the different gifts, it's different to this prayer language, the unknown tongues. The, The gift of tongues, which is known tongues that can be interpreted, that's another gift you can have. And I'll have that. Thank you very much. So praise this is holy, speaks in 12 different languages and has only learned about three. Because he has received the gift of tongues, which is awesome. I think that's pretty cool. He never learned English, actually. He just began one day in an interview. He thought he was going to be interviewed in Portuguese for a Bible college. Found out when he got there, it was in English. Didn't speak English. So he just, Holy Spirit, help. Bang, download of English. He now preaches in English. Amazing. Uh, It goes into different villages. And God just downloads the dialect. That's cool. You can have that. Hallelujah. But everybody can have the baptism of the Holy Spirit speaking in other tongues. Hallelujah. This is the unknown tongues, the prayer language where the Holy Spirit will intercede through you for you. Hallelujah. Matthew eleven twenty four. 24. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So if you're coming and you're asking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you don't go, please, 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 I'm dying, I don't feel anything, I'm praying. You know, that's not how you ask. You ask believing that you have received it already. It's completely the will of God for you. So if you go, Daddy, I would like the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I would like to speak with new tongues. You, you need to believe that you already have it. Like was shared so powerfully on Friday. You already have it. It's already the end from the beginning. This is yours. It's given to you. So you take it by faith and you begin to speak. At, at first, you might feel like, I don't know if that's me or if that's the Holy Spirit. But if you've asked for something good and you're believing in faith that you already have it, just keep speaking. And after about five minutes, you too are going to feel, oh, it welling up from within your belly. Hallelujah. Last scripture, Acts 2 verse 4. It says, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. That's what happened in Cornelius' house. It's just part of the normal Christian life. It's just normal. 
You, you, when you receive Jesus, you receive the Spirit of God. He comes into you. Remember when he breathed on the disciples, they received the Holy Spirit. But he still told them to tarry in Jerusalem until they were clothed with power from on high, baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. It's a coming upon. He's already in you when you've received Christ. He wants to come upon you with power, to give you power to be witnesses to all the world, to shine with a Holy Ghost power and authority, a supernatural boldness, hallelujah, where you begin to operate in the gift of faith. You begin to minister out of not your strength, but out of his, hallelujah. So today, we're going to make room for that. Uh, we're not having communion today, but we are going to have uh, our baptisms. And before that, we're going to make room today for those that want to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire, speaking with new tongues. But before we do that, I want to ask if there's anybody here today, you know in your heart you are not in relationship with God. Now, the Bible says that unless we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, confess our sins and receive his mercy and confess that he is Savior and Lord. We aren't saved. We aren't born again. But if instead we come to him and we say, Lord, I need you. I want to be connected to you. I, I, I need to repent and I want to give you my life. I want to give you my sin. I want to confess my sin and receive your mercy. I want to be born again. The Bible says that he will come in and make you a brand new creation on the inside. So it's no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in you. You will be connected into the family of God. You will be... Uh, part of his family simply by renouncing your sin, renouncing your old life and receiving his new life, divine exchange, new for old. But it requires you to make a choice to say, yes, I want to surrender. I want to give my life to Christ and I want to receive his mercy. I want to be born again. I want to come into fellowship with God. I want to be born again as a child of God. If that's you today and you say, I want to respond to God's mercy, I need to get my life right with Christ, would you lift your hand? I want to pray for you before we go any further. Is there anybody here today that says, yes, that's me. I want to give my life to Christ. Yes, I see your hand. That's beautiful. Is there anybody else here? Just wave your hand at me. I'll see it. Is there anybody else that says, yes, that's me. I want to respond to God today. I want to respond to his mercy. Just lift your hand. God's looking forward to this more than you could possibly imagine. He loves you more than life. Is there anybody else that says, yes, that's me. I want to respond to the mercy of God. I want to exchange my life to receive his mercy. I want to be born again. Is there anybody else here that says, yes, that's me. Let me see your hand if that's you. Hallelujah. That's beautiful. Thank you. I see your hand. That's so precious. So precious. You know, you can believe that God exists and acknowledge that he is God. But unless you actually willingly say, I need you to take my life, my sin, and I receive your forgiveness, I receive your mercy, I receive your new life, then you are just an observer. But if instead you engage with him by responding to him, saying, yes, come into my life, make me new on the inside, forgive me, you become brand new simply by entering into that divine exchange. Is there anybody else before we, before we move on that says, yes, that's me. I want to respond to the Holy Spirit. I want to be born again. 
Let me see your hand if that's you. Hallelujah. Well, could I have you guys come? Could you come? We're going to just pray for you. Would you come? Come. 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 I want to pray for you. Come. It's good. It's beautiful. Would you come? You come. We're going to pray together. It's beautiful. You can come. You can come. Hey, Jan. Hallelujah. So beautiful. You know, this is the most beautiful thing that you could ever do because your father loves you more than anybody's ever loved anybody. He just does. And Valentine's Day. Ah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Hallelujah. For God so loved you that he gave himself for you. Hello, darling. Hello. Hallelujah, God bless you. That's so precious. That's so precious. Hallelujah. Let's just pray together. Would you pray this after me? Father God, I believe you sent your son, Jesus, to die in my place. I believe that he rose again. And right now, I receive your mercy. Forgive me for all of my sin. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I I receive your mercy. I receive your forgiveness. Come into my life. Make me new on the inside. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Papa, I'm just asking, Lord, that you would fill them right now with your Holy Spirit. Lord, you are the one that does the work of transformation. Holy Spirit, come. Father, I thank you for their willingness, Lord. Have mercy. Papa, we say thank you for your anointing. Come on, reach your hands out and pray for them right now. Holy Spirit, come. You are the one that does the work. You are the one that brings the transformation. Lord, fill them with the knowledge of your great love for them. Lord, touch them. Overwhelm them with your goodness, with your presence, with your anointing. Let them know that you are so real, Papa. Help them, Lord. Holy Spirit, come. Fill her with your spirit. I thank you, Holy Spirit, come. Let them know as they lie down, as they get up, that you are with them, that you are for them, that you love them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So precious. Well, we're just going to ask you to just go with Pastor Joel just for a moment, a couple of minutes, and then they're going to come back out so you can see the baptisms, hey? It'll be wonderful. I know she is. Your daughter's getting baptized. It's so wonderful. Hallelujah. Give him a big hand. That's beautiful.